You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Welcome back to Thunder Quack Perfect 10. I'm your host, Michael Cohen. Every episode, we dive deep with a special guest into a piece of pop culture they adore. Is it a 10 out of 10? Maybe. But to them, it's an undeniable masterpiece. So sit back, get comfy, and let's find some joy talking the holiday classic, Batman Returns with Danielle. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Danielle. It's so fun. <laughs> I, this is great. So, I mean, like now, cause this is two years in a row, this is now, I guess this is going to have to be the Christmas tradition is that, <laughs> is that you and I record in December, um, I'm which okay I'm, I am totally fine with. I'm totally like, yeah, like we'll just, just set a date, make sure at least once a year, yeah. uh, you and I have a conversation about something geeky. Um, and, uh, and yeah, th- this episode, um, as a matter of fact, you know what, like for everybody i'm just gonna i normally it would be like early on patreon but because it's christmas we'll just drop this for everybody on christmas day the gift Um, of giving yeah yeah but to pull back the curtain we're actually recording this um on december 1st Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so um i am i am let's say barely in the christmas spirit but but i watched this movie last night to prep and i I I feel I feel I am I am more in the Christmas spirit after having watched Batman Returns. I don't know what that says about me, but I <laughs> but yeah, we we were like I was like it's good. This episode's coming out on Christmas Day, so let's um let's pick something like very Christmassy, right? Uh-huh. And uh, and we went back and forth a little bit with a couple of things, and then you were like, "What about Batman Returns?" Uh, I think your your husband suggested Yeah, it, right? yeah. So when you said, let's do something Christmas, Christmassy, oh, my brain was instantly, yeah. you know, the typical stuff, Elf, Nightmare Before Christmas, Muppet Christmas mm-hmm. Carol in my case. And I asked my husband and he's like, die hard. I was like, no, 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 no. And he goes, Batman returns. And I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Every single thing that you just listed, though, uh-huh. all perfect tens. Like all of them are totally viable candidates oh. for an episode. Oh yeah. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna upset some people. I recognize that Muppet Christmas Carol is a perfect ten. I don't particularly. It's not part of my Christmas tradition. So <gasps> I respect um, that. Like I, like I don't. I have. I have. No, I bear no ill will to it, and I'm a huge Muppets fan. Um, but I don't know. There's just like, there's something about that one that like, it's just never really vibed with me. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like it, it's, I, I, it's, it's, it's not on, it's not on my own personal list, but that doesn't mean that I can't acknowledge that. I, like, I know that it's a perfect 10. I mean, like I know the memes and I know mm-hmm. I mean, it's, listen, it's Michael Caine against a bunch of Muppets. Like, <laughs> Well, so like my kids would rather watch both Home Alones and then I'm like, well, we can do the Mickey's Christmas Carol or the Muppet Christmas Carol. Apparently those are just my two go to's of the same story. You know what? I think I think you just nailed it for me because like the Mickey Christmas Carol 
with Scrooge yeah. McDuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that is my like that's my Christmas carol. Like like beyond beyond just like oh like 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 cartoon characters or Muppets or whatever like doing a version of Christmas Carol. No, no, no. The 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 Mickey Mouse like uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck Christmas Carol is like that just that just is the Christmas Carol like like there's no like the only other version that I'll, that I'll allow is the Ghostbusters episode mm. where they um where they actually accidentally catch all of the ghosts <laughs> they catch the <laughs> they 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 bust the 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 uh, ghosts of Christmas past present and future and then they have to take over for them nice um so yeah. I I mean there's so many great things to get us into the Christmas spirit mm-hmm. but uh but on but on this episode I mean it's Christmas day hopefully everybody is firmly in the Christmas spirit right now. Yeah. Um but I uh, and I hope everybody's having an awesome day today. But I uh, I but but yeah we're we're going to we're going to take I I would consider it a slight detour <laughs> away from the uh, chestnuts roasting and the eggnog and the 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 merry and bright into uh into some slightly darker territory. Pres- um, presents exploding, I, penguins exploding. Yeah. I uh, I Crystal's never seen Batman Returns. <gasps> really? And so last night I was sitting down to watch it, and I was like, "You want to watch it with me? It's technically a Christmas movie," <laughs> which I thought might get her. And and she was like, I'll probably just fall asleep. And I was like, that is accurate. That's an accurate statement. Um, so I was, I was like, it's okay. You're off the hook. But then like I finished the movie and then I came to bed and she was still awake uh-huh. and, and she was like, she was like, how was it? And I was like, how was it? You like, you're aware that I've like, I was there like opening weekend in 1992. <laughs> like, like there's no, this is not new for me. I just, right. it's been a long time since I've sat down and watched it end to end, like all the way through. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, I mean like it's Batman returns. Like I know this movie backwards and forwards. And then I was explaining to her that, you know, the opening of it, uh, like how the, how this movie begins and you know, the penguins with rocket launchers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was like, what? <laughs> so anyways, we'll, we'll get into it before we do. I'm just really quickly going to give um, a little bit of a, an explanation of what exactly Batman Returns is for maybe those who aren't as familiar. I will also take this opportunity as my voice is starting to to show. I'm I am technically sick right now, and I'm just like I am I'm hopped up on on cold medication and uh, and and warm liquids and and cough drops to get through this episode. Um, but uh, so if my voice starts to go, that's why. But uh, but that's OK. It's you know what? It's it is that time of year. So I think it's it's thematically appropriate. Um, but here, let, let me get into this. So uh, what is Batman Returns? A step back into the shadows of Gotham City, where the night air is thick with mystery and danger. In the 1992 cinematic spectacle Batman Returns, the Dark Knight once again grapples with the malevolent forces threatening to plunge Gotham City into chaos. Directed once again by Tim Burton, uh, this dark and atmospheric installment of the Batman franchise introduces us to a Gotham bedecked in the eerie glow of holiday festivities, a stark contrast to the grim tales unraveling beneath the surface. Michael Keaton reprises his role as the brooding and enigmatic hero facing off against a trio of formidable foes. The deformed and malevolent penguin portrayed, I'll say now, expertly by Danny DeVito, 
emerges from the city sewers with a sinister agenda. Alongside him, Michelle Pfeiffer breathes life into the beguiling and vengeful Catwoman, creating a femme fatale with her own motives in the city's complex web of crime. And perhaps worst of all, Christopher Walken as Max Shrek, a wealthy Gotham businessman with an unsurprisingly black heart and evil machinations. Batman Returns weaves a tale of duality where heroes and villains blur the lines between right and wrong. With Burton's signature gothic aesthetic and a cast that delivers both menace and vulnerability, this film remains a standout in the Batman cinematic legacy and and is firmly ensconced in uh, the the halls of of Christmas movies by virtue of the fact that it's not only it doesn't only take place at Christmas, like there are Christmas aspects that are like core to the to the story, right? So, um, that's 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 why we're talking about Batman Returns on this episode. I okay, so I have a question for you. So I I had to confirm this with my mom. I was four and a half when this film came out, and we went to the theaters to see it. So little old me toddling in there to watch this thing. And when you were watching it yesterday, because we both watched rewatched it yesterday, did you find like your memory of it as a child? Did you find it comparatively different now that you're, you know, an adult? Or was it mostly the same from what you can remember? Uh, this this movie is insane. This movie is uh, cuckoo bananas for oh, yeah. Cocoa Puffs. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, as I was saying before, it starts. It starts. This, this Batman Christmas movie begins with the birth of a deformed child <coughs> who is then thrown over the side of a bridge into a river uh, by his parents one of one of whom is peewee herman i i yeah um and i i and the, and then presumably raised by penguins in the zoo i mean like that's sort of like that's yeah that's I, the, I always questioned that as a child and then i just had to accept i just had to let that go yeah <laughs> um yeah Tim Tim Burton really doesn't care about logic in mm. this film. Mm. I He's there which for is Batman. interesting. Be, yeah, the the first one, Batman 1989 is so grounded, right? Right. Like like obviously, you know, you got a man in a in a bat costume fighting um a a, a clown with a with a, you know, disfigured face. Um but there's a lot of stuff that he did in 1989 that, that, that like really like it stands the test of time. I think mm-hmm. um, like that, that movie is, is, is pretty near perfect in an objective way. Right. Right. Um, but this one, this one, like Batman returns is a perfect 10, not because it is objectively perfect, but because it is actually, it is actually horrendously flawed. Um, but 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 we actually love it because of those things right yeah. like it's it's a it it is it's not even in spite of those things it is specifically because of them that this movie is so wonderful to watch and and that opening um man i mean like i let's see in 1992 so i would have been uh i would have been 7 years old yeah i was four and a, i was four and a half uh, yeah. and my parents took me to the theaters to see it and I loved it instantaneously. That probably <clears> says a lot about me, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's always stuck with me. It's funny because, um, 
Batman 89 was actually a gift. Um, I remember a Christmas where it had came out on VHS and there's a Mm -hmm. picture of me giving the present to my mom and then of her opening it. And then of me and her standing together, (coughs) smiling and she's holding the VHS tap of Batman. And so, yeah, it's in that's at Christmas time. And so, you know, then this film comes out and it's all Christmassy. So uh, yeah, it has something to do with Christmas innately Christmas. It's so funny that that um, that VHS, the Batman 1989, um, which I don't think came out until like 91. That would make I, sense. Yeah. Um, That was one of that was one of the first like actually priced to own at home VHS tapes, because um, this is this is a piece of of I, I, I guess I guess lore about the nineties that, and, and mostly the eighties that, um, that the, the younger, the, the Gen Z's I think will probably not understand, <laughs> which is that like when, when VHS first hit the market, most of the tapes were over a hundred dollars. Yeah. They were expensive. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So expensive to own uh, a, a VHS, which is, which is how video rental stores came into existence. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, like they would invest in the tape and then you would rent it from them because like how many times are you really going to watch a movie? Right. But, but Batman 1989, (laughs) well, yeah, Batman 1989 was such a massive hit and made so much money that they were, they, they, it, it was, it was one of the first ones if I, if I'm recalling correctly, that was like, cause I remember everybody getting it. Like, Mm. that's the thing is that like before that, Everybody getting a movie, like 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 having a movie, owning a movie was like like our our VHS collection in in the eighties was like nothing, right? Like right. like my dad my dad worked at um he worked in an electronics company. Um I called uh oh man, what was it? I think it was called Granada or something like that. Um and like they have long since I don't think that they exist anymore. But um this is back in the day when like going and buying a, a TV set or a VCR or a computer was like a was like a novel thing. Not everybody not even everybody like had a newer TV in their house. Like like yeah. we're oh, talking yeah. like cause cause I'm eighty five, right? So Yeah. So like those first five years of my life in the eighties they are weird they are weird um but we had we had a vcr and we had blank tapes and so everything in our vhs collection up until probably like 91 or 92 when it started to change they were all like recorded off of the tv yeah exactly like that's (laughs) like like every every movie that i watch like um i man let me think let me think what movie is it I can't remember what movie it is, but we had a movie that like I, I can remember the commercials for um, like like the the movie because because you would record the movie on like a Saturday night or something. Mm-hmm. And because uh, there would be like the Saturday night movie, the big movie of the week. Um, Actually, movie of the week is a term for something else, but like it would be like the bit like the thing that like every station had like on Saturday, Friday, either like a Friday or a Saturday night. They had like their their big movie that they were going to play. Um, and so we recorded whatever it was and I, I, 
all of the every commercial break had a preview for next week which like the next week was the movie scrooged with bill murray (laughs) oh yeah yeah and so it was it's just like it's like seared into my memory because i can't remember what movie it was but it's a movie that like we watched a million times right and the only copy that we had of it was that but 1989 1989 Batman 1989 was one of those first ones that like I can remember like going to somebody's house and it's like they had it because I can remember I like I can see the box which mm-hmm. is like that the the black box with that gold with the bat symbol that gold bat logo on it yep. and like that that awesome blocked Batman text like it's just like it's so if I recall it, it had memory. a picture of Nicholson's Joker on the back that was taken up like the right yeah, hand side so. of it I yeah. think yeah yeah it's like that one and then i know like like 91 was the year that we got our vhs copies of ghostbusters Mm. um and and it's like those 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 vhs tapes are just like they're i don't know they're 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 like magic to me like in my (laughs) in my brain like they're just they're so um like a place in time because we had the we it, we had the 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 box set of the ghostbusters movies that was one and mm, two okay. um so it was it was like both of them in like one sleeve yeah um and so on one on the front of it was ghost the ghostbusters poster it had like the red border around it and then so and then like the no ghost logo and then the three of them underneath it and then you flipped it over and on the back side of it was the two the the ghostbusters 2 poster which was the same thing the red border the no ghost logo with the the peace symbol yeah right with the two fingers up and then all four of them um and uh uh ray and winston with the slime blowers right in the black uniforms in the in the like the 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 charcoal right um flight suits so it's like those two videos like it's just such a place in time but that it's so funny because it's also like like it, it kind of sets the scene for like leading into Batman returns, um, which like we all, we all had copies of Batman and watched them over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And Batman had become like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. At that point in time. Cause there was that. And then the, the animated series hit in, I want to say, I want to say that that animated series was either 91 or 92 let me look this up um but I, batman I know it the was around the, i never it was around the same time yeah um let's see let's see when did this when did it originally air uh so it took influence from no but when did it start when did it start yeah september 5th 1992 so like and that was a direct response to how popular batman 1989 had been right so i mean Mm -hmm. like that it takes three years for them to get it up but but um but that's animation for you right it it takes a while so um so yeah like going into going into batman returns it's like everybody's got a vhs copy of batman i i batman the animated series is the best cartoon on television oh it's great right it's so good it still stands up too yeah. Oh, I th- like li- listen. Batman the animated series stands up better than most superhero content that's ever <laughs> been created. Like, um, I uh, what's the episode? Is a Heart of Ice? I think is uh, the 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 Mister Freeze episode is mm. not just 
one of the best animated or best Batman or anything. Like, like it's one of the best 22 minutes of television that's ever been made. Like that episode is a, is a masterpiece. It's a total work of art. Um, and so like, I remember, I remember 1992 second grade for me, the, the, I Halloween, everybody was Batman. (laughs) Like, everybody was batman and we all had uh like varying levels of authenticity to our costumes yeah um my batman costume that halloween was batman pajamas that (laughs) were just black pants like they're like it's like it's like any any pajama pants would have done but these were the batman ones so they're just black pants um and then the and then the the long sleeve shirt that had the bat logo and then the, the um, like the design of the belt, right. Mm-hmm. The utility belt, like very specifically the 1989 right. utility belt. Right. Um, and then a homemade cowl <laughs> that didn't quite work. I, oh. uh, and, uh, and, and a homemade cape uh, with the, t- with the string that tied. And I think maybe it had like a yellow collar mm. and like maybe yellow cuffs on the arms and legs, but um I- I went, but yeah, I went that, as, that was my Batman costume. I went as a store bought Catwoman, but oh man, was it awesome! Like it was, it was regular, you know, like yeah. stretchy material or whatnot. And then it had, um, like the little corset that velcroed in the back, and then it gave you plastic claws that you could set Ooh. over each finger. And then, of yeah. course, you know, the mask that you pull down, it was claw too. But I remember being one of because at that time my weirdly enough my elementary school would hold costume contests uh, for halloween and i was one of three cat women up there <laughs> so but yeah, yeah i wore i it, wore that thing probably like two or three halloweens in a row that's how much i loved it yeah yeah i it it was it was it was so crazy um how big batman was at the time and and i think if you like if you weren't there Especially like I think of the the ages that we were at yeah. the time. Well, especially um, I like I think the, it's hard to understand the McDonald's tie-ins too. Did yeah. did you live through that as well? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the 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 that was that was back in the time when um, when McDonald's promotions were the same in Canada that they were in the U.S. Oh, okay. So it wasn't until okay. it wasn't until I think like the early two thousands that it shifted, mm. and all of a sudden, like we would have different promotions up here than they would have down there. Because gotcha. um, I can remember even up until, yeah, it would have been like the early two thousands. Because like I, I Tarzan, even before that, like Hercules, like like all of mm-hmm. like because I think about the Disney movies mostly is where 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 that stuff sort of syncs up. We had the same stuff. Gotcha. Um, the Inspector Gadget toy, we had that up here, and, and you guys had that down there as well. So, but now now it's different, right? So it's like like last month we had Pokemon cards, but I don't think that they had Pokemon cards in the states last month. I think it was Disney One Hundred or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, McDonald's, so, McDonald's is expensive here now, so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the 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 Happy Meal stuff has also gone so downhill. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would I would say that like 1992 93 was the peak. Like that was like that was it it's so difficult 
because because obviously I view it with a nostalgic lens, right? Yeah. Because I was like prime time for that. For well, that it's like the chicken nuggets. But... The chicken nuggets tasted like plastic, but gosh darn it, you were gonna get an awesome, yeah. good quality toy. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, like like I mean, I remember when they did the Sonic the Hedgehog when Sonic Three was coming out, and I. Uh, there was no like there were no other Sonic the Hedgehog toys. Yeah. Like that was it. Like your McDonald's toys were were your Sonic toys. Like that mm-hmm. that was it. Um and so like it wasn't even a matter of whether or not they were good quality. It was the only choice you had, but thank goodness they were also awesome toys. Um I mean, I still have my Sonic that launches out of the it's got like a, for some reason the dust cloud that he's in is orange, but <laughs> but I he like he, he like clicks into the dust cloud and then you push him push mm. the button and he like shoots out of it on his little wheels um and i've got a robotnik as well but well he's a little wind up guy but yeah these the the um the mcdonald's toys for this for for uh for batman returns were so fantastic mm-hmm. um recreating some of the some of the best moments in the movie in particular like the Batmobile, which I still have, I think I have like two or three of them around, um, because because I had brothers, so we all got the Happy Meal and all <laughs> had our own our own Batmobile. But um, it uh, uh, recreating one of the most ridiculous scenes in the movie. I I it it like that Sonic same thing like it like launched out of it but it was like it was like the full Batmobile right yeah and you drive oh and then the little skinny bullet version yeah but it didn't actually it like they didn't quite get the memo or or I don't I don't know I don't know exactly how it how it went down turned out the way that it did but they kind of got the gist of it Mm -hmm. and it it like the way that it separated the toy, this Happy Meal toy, is that like the front two wheels and the and then like the chassis, right? Like the cockpit mm-hmm. of the Batmobile would launch out of the back, which was the back two wheels and the fins and the 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 jet engine on the back, right? Mm-hmm. Like so you push the button and like just the cockpit and then the front would come up. But it was more like it was kind of like a T shape, right? It wasn't <laughs> it didn't actually like launch the little the 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 little bullet version of it but um but that didn't matter it didn't matter we all thought it was the coolest thing oh ever. yeah um yeah and there was like uh, the i think the penguin in his like duck mm-hmm. uh, his little like little duck mm-hmm. uh, and catwoman had a and... purple car though if i yeah, were, uh, yeah. though if i recall the catwoman had more of like the 60s adam west look to her rather than the michelle pfeiffer look I think the Catwoman herself might have been the Michelle Pfeiffer one, but yeah, like the car was definitely inspired by. Yeah. Um, let me bring. I'm gonna bring Eartha up. Eartha Kitt, great, I think, was her name. Yeah, the Eartha Kitt one. Yeah. There's yeah, man. <laughs> it's so funny because we're just talking about. We're just talking about um, toys. <laughs> about about well, we're just kind of talking about the 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 stuff around it. Right? Yeah. But but I mean that's um, how that's how huge it was. So did you yeah. happen to read the Wikipedia? page for this movie because man that was some wacky stuff this script and just trying to come up with an idea was all over the place so studios were being studios and we're like hey this movie was a hit it's awesome people love it let's make another one and tim burton said no unless i have more control which is very evident once you watch it (laughs) (laughs) compare Mm -hmm. the two um 
And then they're like, great, we're going to do all this marketing and we're going to do all these toy tie-ins. And obviously the cartoon was on the way. And then, you know, it comes out and like they couldn't agree on who was going to be the nemesis. And like Tim Burton knew he wanted a femme fatale. So he was like, okay, I guess Catwoman goes in there. So her whole, you know, pleather look was right there from the get-go. And then they wanted to do joker again he said no two-face got thrown around and then somebody suggested penguin and they're like oh that's the weird guy from the 60s with the top hat and the cigarette that you know that he seems useless but tim burton being tim burton was like well how about we make him look like a penguin and then discuss what it's like to be hated because you're weird and let's make him sympathetic so then that he took those two things that he liked and squeezed you know, the, it sandwiched them between Batman in a Batman movie. And yeah. yeah, it was crazy. And then, of course, you know, there was controversy that came out. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, Batman Batman has no arc in this film. <laughs> He's just there. Um, he has no effect on the plot whatsoever. <laughs> he is a bystander in almost every scene he's in. Yeah. But, but he does show up 13 minutes into the movie. Like that is one thing where like um, so many of the superhero movies, especially like the, the more modern ones, I like, they just, they just totally missed the point of why we bought a ticket. And so when I was sitting and watching last night and it's like, obviously I clocked it at 13 minutes in um, when we, when we first get to see Batman and it's like, well, it like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how absurd the story is, how grotesque the characters are. Um, everybody dies at the end, like <laughs> Hamlet and Batman standing there like Horatio, like looking at the audience, like, I guess I win. Um, Cause he didn't do any of it. Right. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he didn't he, it, it, I like, like, I guess, I guess like he kind of defeats the penguin in a certain way. Well, he rescues really, like, the children, but it's off screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing how little Batman is in this movie that he is apparently returning yeah. in. Um, Which I found uh, bizarre because they're like, let's yeah. let's say we're gonna steal these kids. Let's show that we're yeah. stealing these kids. Oh, but never mind. Batman rescued them. They're back home in a letter being read by the penguin. They're like, ah! yeah. Because <laughs> um, we because yeah, like it, it was so funny because I'm watching last night and it gets to the point where like. Um, where Penguin is framing Batman for the murder of the of the the tree lighting yeah woman the the model right the ice model princess. slash actress yes the ice princess thank you I I and I look at the runtime and I'm like there's not much movie left yeah I remember a very big third act in this and it's like and oh the third the act actually like. It whips by so fast. It like, does. Like the bat boat. Like it's like if you if you get up to go to the bathroom, you missed all of the coolest stuff in this movie, right? Um, but also also say, all of the stuff that makes absolutely no sense, like the penguins being right strapped to rocket launchers and stuff. And you know what? I feel like Danny Elfman's score does a lot yeah. of heavy lifting. Oh yeah, in like, that last scene. Like, yeah. Danny Elfman's back is still sore. (laughs) 
because because he because he absolutely carried this movie with 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 that score a thousand percent yeah you, yeah you nailed that yeah because if you were yeah. to listen to it on mute you're like okay penguins are walking okay there's a really long tunnel of a boat going down and people are just kind of standing and people are falling into water and then the penguins are walking again and things blew up and that's it <laughs> Yeah, but it's, because um, the music's but, so epic, you're like on the seat, you know, <laughs> tense. It, but you know what? Like it, it, I like this is all. This is all the perspective as an adult, you know, in the year 2023. True. Oh man, it, to, it was so awesome as a four. End game, <laughs> and yeah, but like in 1992, as a seven year old, I like this was peak cinema. Like yeah. there wasn't like the better movie hadn't been made. Um, so much so that that like you know. A couple years later, when we would roll around to uh, to Batman Forever, it it was like we were still riding that Batman high all the way into that. I mean, like oh, the animated yeah. series and Mask of the Phantasm having been in theaters in between um, definitely helps with all of that. But but yeah, like it just it none of it none of it mattered. None none of the ridiculousness of it mattered. And I it's so funny because I kind of think of it now. And I think of the way that um, that my dad regarded this film and it was sort of a thing of like, oh, man, it's so good. I love this movie. And my dad would kind of just be like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> just like kind of dismissive of it. And I didn't and and it, I never clocked it as a kid. It's sort of a thing that I'm like remembering now of like because there are other movies like Jurassic Park is a good example of like I went and saw Jurassic Park with my dad opening weekend um, and we were equally blown away and it was the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I want to go see it again, primarily because I covered my eyes for the whole T-Rex sequence. Oh, no. Um, the first time because I was eight years old. Right. Um, so I was like, we need to go back. I need to see it again. <laughs> uh, and my dad was like, absolutely. Let's go. Like, like, like thousand percent. We're right. going to see Jurassic Park again. Yeah. Because um, he was totally fine to go see Jurassic Park a second time. Um, I covered my eyes again the oh, second no. time. <laughs> so then the third time when I was like, I need to go see it. I need to see this T-Rex stuff. My dad was like, well, I'm not taking you. So my 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 mom's friend, one of my mom's co-workers that was her good friend, t- took me to see it. She had a Jeep. It was the best. She picked oh, me up in nice. her Jeep and then we like drove over in her Jeep. And I was like, this is the coolest car ever because <laughs> of Jurassic Park. Yeah. Anyways. That's a different perfect 10 episode. We'll get it. But like just to con- contrast that with Batman Returns, where it was like, I think we walked out of that theater and my dad was like, well, I guess that was a movie. And I was like, that was the coolest thing ever. Did you see the penguins with rocket launchers? Yeah. yeah. I want the toys. Um, so as a seven year old, it was like heaven. Right. Like yeah. these these weird, like, I, as I said before, grotesque characters. I this is this is actually something that I do think is missing for kids nowadays. I think their content since the, the late nineties, early two thousands is so sanitized um, that like it's, I think it's actually super, super important for kids to have horror that they can engage with like horror that is like, that's on their level. And I, and Mm. I, and I do think that actually that's exactly what Tim Burton was delivering in the early nineties. Yeah. And I think he got a little bit too up his own butt um, (laughs) by like the, by like the late nineties. Like I would say like anything after sleepy hollow, I 
don't care for. Yeah, um, I kind of with the exception out as of well. Big Fish. Big, yes, big Fish oh, is a Big, big fish. fish is a phenomenal yeah. movie. Like, oh. oh my god, that movie is amazing. That made me cry. But, but everything else he's done since then, I'm just like, it, it's like, it's just so Tim Burton. It's just, it's just him like remixing his own BS, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I think of this era, and I think of like. Batman, Batman Returns, Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, uh, uh, Scissor yeah. like, like, oh my God! It's, and then, and then, Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas and James the, the Giant yeah. Peach that, that he produced, he didn't direct. That was a good one. But yeah, like, so I just I think of that era, and it's like, it, like Tim Burton really, along with Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark, gave us all <laughs> oh, yeah. that little bit of, of yeah, yeah, like he he just. I don't know. He was able to like they 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 were able to give give kids that outlet to get spooked, get a little bit freaked out in a safe way, and process things, and then be resilient as a result. Right? Yeah, like yeah. I think like that's that's why we tell ourselves scary stories, right? It's, it's not. It's funny. It's it's the exact same film, but you see it in such different <clears throat> lenses. Because as a little yeah. kid, all I really cared about was. You know, oh, Catwoman has cats, and ooh, the penguin yeah. has penguins, and yeah. and it was very, very basic. Like, okay, why do these parents seem to put their baby in a cage? Why are they throwing it in the water? Like, that seems scary. Is it because they're bad parents, or is it like something's truly wrong with the kid? And that's a very basic way of thinking about it. But you're like, oh, okay, well, it, he was a creepy baby. I just still don't think it's fair. He got tossed into the water. But, you know, yeah. he's pretty weird and creepy. But and and so Catwoman, man, she left a huge impression on me because I don't know what a secretary at four and a half years old. I, I don't know what a secretary is. I don't yeah. know big corporations. I don't know the dynamics of, you know, a big CEO versus a lowly worker, whatever. But you can instantly pick on. Or, or, or what a power plant is. I don't know what a power plant is yeah. at that age. But you get this, you get the understanding message of this guy is lying every which way to Sunday and is yeah. not to be trusted. She clearly has, you know, self-esteem issues. She's got a lot going on in her life that she's overwhelmed by. And it's never good to push anybody out of a window. And it, <laughs> it seems, you know, clearly... She needs some help, but it's totally understandable that she would go crazy and destroy her house and stuff. And, and you know, revenge makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense to my little it, brain. But, you know, the fact that, you know, he wants to steal yeah. kids and kill them because that's what his parents did to him. That's terrifying as a little kid. But... I somehow understand his sense of revenge as to why he feels compelled to do this. Um, But it was all very, like, those are the big things that I got that are scary, that stand out. But at the same time, all these other things I didn't really see until especially yesterday when I watched it. Like, the fact that when Selena goes back in, you know, like Max is, is telling Bruce Wayne, oh, my assistant's gone on vacation and she shows back up. Bruce Wayne 
does not pay attention to anything. As a kid, I remember that scene just going, oh yeah, Bruce Wayne doesn't care. He's listening to both of them talk. As an adult watching yeah. it yesterday, I'm like, he is zeroed in on how she physically looks the entire time. He's not doing anything else. He's not listening to what they're saying. He's zoned out. He's just staring at yeah. her. Or yeah. or as a little kid, when, when um, Max tries to get penguin on board with being mayor and you know how he's like eating the fish okay that's gross and creepy and then all these people are super happy and cheerful okay well that's what office people are supposed to be cheery (laughs) and and then you know it's creepy that he's laughing and bites the guy's nose that's it that's the context i'm only picking up as a small child as an adult i'm like oh there's so much sexual innuendo going on and it's not like it's mostly violent and this is weird so it was very bizarre to find things terrifying as a child that are still technically terrifying as an adult but i guess because i'm more aware of violence in general like explosion violence you know penguin bombs whatever that doesn't hit me as much but it was the adult undertones that i'd never picked up as a child but absolutely saw now that terrified me even more so it was weird to have that experience if if you had asked me what the plot of this movie was before last night Mm -hmm. i would have been like well the the penguin runs for mayor and catwoman fights everybody (laughs) that's the movie (laughs) right and and like i know like max shrek is 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 a businessman and he's like, I don't know, he's like messing with everything. Right. Um, and that would have been like my summary of it. And then watching it, I was like this, this power plant stuff completely forgotten, like completely out of my mind. So not yeah. a part of the story. Yeah. Um, like the, the, the nuances of the Catwoman story, like just not even, not even there, even like the romantic stuff between her and Bruce, I had forgotten about until last night and then I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's like a whole thing. And like, they, they talk about, um, about, uh, Vicky Vale a lot. Yeah. In, yeah. In I had forgotten movie. that part too, which um, was interesting. Even when he's by himself at one point, he's like, he, he, he makes some comment to himself and then, and there's the moment where like, I, I, uh, Alfred's like regarding the Batmobile after that scene where he's like, he's like, we should, we should consider, you know in, enhancing security and and bruce is like oh enhanced security yeah you let vicky vale into the bat cave i turned around <laughs> and she was standing right there it's so good because it like i it, like as a sequel it like mo- a lot of sequels in this era didn't really acknowledge the movie before it yeah it, it was just in, in a lot of instances it was just the same movie again mm-hmm. um but uh but this one was like very much like like you know sort of sort of like like i mean like i think of like indiana jones right think of temple of doom yeah. temple of doom doesn't reference raiders of the lost ark it's to the degree <laughs> that they retconned it and say that it takes place before raiders it's <laughs> technically a prequel um like like george lucas came back afterwards and was when everybody was like but what about marion and he and he was like um well this movie technically takes place before the war um and you're like oh no, okay, okay. um so like like that's that's sort of that's sort of what what I think and like with especially with kids movies with with sequels mm-hmm. it was like whatever right yeah. um but but yeah like 
like the, like watching this again it was like oh my god like like he was really like he was really working on it you know yeah um but then like as an adult watching it like christopher walken is the villain of this film oh right like yeah like Catwoman's a, a victim. Yeah, right? as a kid, Pe- I'm Penguin just, is a victim, but he's I bad. zoned him he's out. Evil. He's just a bad guy people hang out with. And as yep. an adult, yep. I'm like, he's the worst person in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he has no he has no reason for being a villain, right? He states it so simply to Bruce, where he's like, "There's all like because Bruce is like like it's a power surplus, and he's like, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. That's that's yeah. like my ethos. That's my entire life. Is is that is that idea that like there's no such thing as too much power? And he's not talking about electricity. He's talking about influence and wealth and yeah. all of that, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, no, like this guy is the. Listen, Elon Musk is not a new problem. <laughs> this is we act like this guy is unique in some way. He's not. Mm-mm. we've been dealing with this stuff since really like the eighties, the early eighties since, since the Reagan administration, right. When, yeah. it, when <laughs> everything started to really turn yeah. and all of a sudden it was like these corporate moguls were just like, like taking over everything. And this like, this guy is just greed personified. He just wants, Yeah, that's it. Full stop. He just wants, that's his motivation. Right. And mm-hmm. he's got, he has justifications and, and stuff for it. But at the end of the day, he just wants Gotham. I, uh, and I, I mean, like he, he gets his comeuppance and, and it's, and it's so good. Um, and, uh, and, and it's also like, it's, it's, it's kind of vague at the end. I like Catwoman does she die? She's technically got one life. Straight, oh my gosh. So I just had a realization. Okay. Sorry. This just yeah. popped into my head since you're discussing his power. Do you know what kills him? He is fried by. Yeah. The electricity, the electricity. right? Like that. The power yeah, generator yeah. for the air conditioner. <gasps> he was killed yeah. by power. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was, there was um, definitely a surplus. There was too much. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. To answer your original question, uh, it is, she was originally supposed to die, but because people loved yeah. her performance so much, they demanded that she be alive, but she wasn't available to come back for pickups. So that's why it's vague. So when I was yeah. watching it, you can see that as the sparks start shooting all over the place, you can see someone shift out of the way as everything starts falling apart. And then yeah. Bruce comes over and starts digging through stuff. And then at the very end, obviously, there's the shadow and she stands up at the end. But um, yeah. yes, there, you, the you, can now, yeah. you can now catch the little blip of someone running off screen. Yeah. I uh I I lucked out because I was gonna I I had to I I bought the movies I I, I bought them on on digital mm. um on on the iTunes store um because it was like okay so I can either rent them for five dollars like like I can rent Batman Returns for five dollars that seems like a waste of five dollars <laughs> I or what's, I can buy it for twelve ninety nine by itself right when I looked on Tuesday it was like or I can get all four of like this sort of era of Batman movies for, for 1999 nice. on the iTunes store. And I was like, well, that's a great deal. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll, I'll do that. And I didn't for some reason in that moment, I, j- I didn't do it. 
and then I was talking to Crystal about it and I was like, I don't know. Cause the other option is that like, it's, it's streaming on a service up here called Crave, mm. um, oh, which yeah. has a lot of like our HBO and, and, and that sort of content. So, <clears throat> um, so I was like, well, like it's streaming on Crave, but like, that's the only place where I can stream it without like paying for it. Right. Without right. buying or renting it but we don't have a Crave subscription right now. Mm. And she was like, well, no, like it's, we've got too many of these subscriptions. We're not watching half of them anyways. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like you're totally right. I can relate so to I was that. Like, yeah. So, so I'll, so I'll just buy it. Right. Like a one time $20 for these four movies that I love is, is totally, yes. All four of them, Batman and Robin. I also love for its own reasons. Yeah. Um, she was like, yeah, whatever. And so then I go to buy them last night and the price has gone up to thirty four ninety nine, and I'm like, and and some of the box art has changed, like some of the cover art has changed, um, mm. on on the iTunes store, and I was like, what, why? And so I click into Batman Returns, and thankfully, they just upgraded them this week to the four K versions, uh. like just. Um, so had I bought them on Tuesday, I would have been buying just the HD, just like ten eighty. Gotcha. right high def yeah. versions but instead I, I got a 4k and man the 4k on my tv was just like pristine nice um i, so I like the, i don't think I i've ever seen amazon prime so yeah um so yeah like uh, yeah it, it was it was it was worth the the extra 15 dollars i think mm. um <laughs> crystal was like eh, 35 dollars <laughs> is a little bit much and I was like, it's still a good deal. It's still a good deal. Right. Paying for that quality. She was still waffling. She was still waffling. So I was like, well, I have rewards points. These rewards points over here with this thing. And if go. I do that, I can redeem a $40 gift card for iTunes. So I'll do that. And she was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so so really, I didn't spend reasoning, any Reasoning, reasoning. Yeah. 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 But, but uh, yeah. So now I have all four. Like I have Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin all in 4K. 4K streaming, so it's not true 4K, right? It's not like right. if you get a 4K Blu-ray where it's like super, super yeah. pristine. But um, but then you have to have a 4K Blu-ray player. I mean, like I have a PS5, thankfully, with the disc, right? Um, like with the disc player. But but it's funny because like so many people, I don't even think we were talking about VHS is at the beginning of this conversation, and I don't like most people these days. I don't think even have a way to play a Blu-ray. Or anything like like they maybe got an older Blu-ray player, but like 4K Blu-rays, like I don't think that most people have invested the money that it requires to have a 4K Blu-ray player. Yeah, um, I, I'd be, I, I'd be I surprised use, unless you're a cinephile. I use my Xbox Series X. That's it. Like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think that's. I think if you've got a gaming console, then then maybe. But I mean, right? even then, because right. you know, like most people would only get in my xbox ecosystem like a series s because it's cheaper and that's yeah. just purely digital so you can't watch yeah you know discs on it either so yeah no i gotta i always have to have the disc because um because i've i've got old older playstation games right and if i want to play those right yeah that's yeah. it's uh yeah but anyways i i yeah i don't know i i feel like I feel like we've kind of done it where it's a little bit of a shorter episode if we cut it off here. Um, but, uh, but, but I don't know. Is, was there anything else about, about this movie that, that, that you were itching to, to get into? Um, I mean, not 
not particularly. I just found it really the main dive that I found. I I mean, I, I feel like we should talk about something Christmassy, but I mean, there's no real <laughs> particular Christmassy message or anything. Like people are lonely. There's lonely people out in the world, and yeah. um, you know, it it can be a trying time for them as well. But I mean, that's not really the basis of the film. As I said, it's mainly just vibes. But it was so interesting, just from a personal experience, to compare what I remember as a child and and the things yeah. that I fixed fixated on as a kid versus, you know, what I found interesting as an adult. You're like, yes, I still like all the cats and I still like all the penguins, sure, but. It, the the political side of it uh, and the machinations that come with it and just corporate greed or um, political malalignment, you know, as an adult, that really jumps out at you. Or as a kid, you, you don't even know what half the stuff they're talking about is. So it was really interesting just to see how different it was. And, but at the same time, it still feels good. Like you can just zone out and just take it in for what it is. And as a woman, especially, you feel seen. And even though Selena Kyle's losing her marbles um, yeah. and developing a whole nother personality, you still feel vindicated a little bit. Um, and so that's interesting to kind of see the, the, and experience yeah. on a personal level. <laughs> I think there's a there's a great moment that, that's in this film when, when the Ice Princess dies um and she kind of she's kind of a little bit shocked in the moment and but kind of goes along with it and then and then afterwards says to the penguin she's like you said you were just gonna scare her and then danny devito delivers just pitch perfectly um i don't know she looked pretty scared to me (laughs) so good it's such a good guy i i but there is there's remorse there right yeah and so i think um i mean honestly I think that this movie is is one of the first places where that sympathetic um, anti-hero element of Catwoman started to come in. Yeah, right? yeah. And it, it's really it's really interesting to me because it's permeated almost all of the femme fatales in the Batman Rogues Gallery at this point to where like back back like in the day, <clears throat> Poison Ivy, Catwoman harley when she was introduced talia were all considered bad guys just mm-hmm. bad guys right talia maybe a little bit of the that that blurriness because of the the relationship with bruce but but by the time that she reintroduces herself into the story she's a bad guy right mm-hmm. but then but then after this stuff like after after um, uh, Tim Burton introduces this element to to Catwoman and this actual like this real romance between her and Bruce, I uh, I mean like I think that it influenced an entire generation uh, yeah. certainly, and so when we all got to the age where we were writing the the ones writing the Batman stories, it's like Catwoman's not even considered a villain these days, right? Catwoman yeah. is like a misunderstood hero. Yeah, I never, um, even as a little kid, I never saw her as a bad guy. Like, yes, she should not yeah. be blowing up that department store. <laughs> she should not be killing these guys. She's a criminal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but she, but not a villain, right? But she felt, even then, as a, as a kid, it, it felt like 
it was justified. And I was so distraught at the fact that she might die because she, she, she deserved a happy ending. And so even if it's that little snippet of her cat found a home and, you know, she's still alive out there somewhere, like it felt good to know that. So. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely. I mean, like we, I think we all filled in the blanks as kids, right? Yeah. So, and I think that if Tim Burton had continued with the story, I think the Catwoman would have would have made a made a return in the next film. Yeah. But uh, but obviously it goes it goes in a very different direction with the next one. Um, yeah, that was the studio's yeah. call. They were like, we need something more family yeah. fun, <laughs> which I guess <laughs> I can't blame them. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like this this whole era of Batman, I think is um, it's it's so interesting to me because 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 the character has obviously gone through so many iterations, yeah. and been popular so many times, and every time that he's popular, I feel it's for very different reasons, right? Nineteen mm-hmm. sixties Batman, Adam West is is such a, a a a far cry from this version, and then Michael Keaton's Batman kind of a bit of uh honestly i think like more of a heartthrob than anything and that continues with val kilmer and george clooney like that you can kind of see it in that casting that like yeah like this era those four movies paint batman as a sex symbol yeah. right which yeah. which i don't like is not really is not really core to the character it's so interesting how much they do that in these in these four films to the extent that it's almost a joke in the in the fourth one with the bat nipples, right? Like, <laughs> <Yes>. um, <clears throat> but then, but then the Christian Bale stuff is like, there are these, you know, grounded, super quote unquote realistic um, takes on the character, and now like Pattinson's version is 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 even different from that. Right? Yeah, like he, he went with super brood. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, like Christian Bale's also, definitely tortured, but he's not, he hasn't reached yeah. peak super brood yet. <laughs> no, you know what it is? Pattinson's Batman is also vulnerable, right? Yeah. Um, I watched I, snippets of it I, recently. I, I, it wasn't bad. I, I love it. The Batman is, is phenomenal. Like, but, but I am, I am a Matt Reeves stan from, you know, the the beginning mm-hmm. I, I, he is he's one of my favorite directors so um yeah like like the the apes movies are that he did the two that he did are are some of my favorite movies of all time um he is such a such a phenomenal director um and his take on batman i think is for my money the best one so far yeah i i not what i would do personally i mean like i am an adam west i i and then uh, Diedrich Bader, Brave and the Bold, Batman. Like mm-hmm. that is like mm-hmm. that's if I if you if you gave me the keys to the franchise, I'd make a live action version of of Brave and the Bold gotcha. with uh, <laughs> with all the cameos and guests and everything. And uh, Jason Momoa can still be Aquaman, but he has to he has to say outrageous uh, <laughs> <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah no i like that's like for me like that's my favorite batman is 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 the is the adam west super friends you know Mm -hmm. uh uh yeah batman and robin 
style of Batman, which is like, that's why the movie Batman and Robin doesn't hit off for me because I look at that movie and I go like, well, this one's actually just like a modern version of the 1960s Batman guys. Like that's what's going on there. Right. And I think people just didn't get it. They, they thought that they were going to get more of the other three. Right. Right. Um, and they, and they ended up getting Batman and Robin, <laughs> which I don't think is that big of a deal, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's still a difficult movie to get through, but I appreciate but I the camp. It. Like at some point you just, yeah. You let go and you're like, okay, <laughs> let me just have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, th- th- this, this, this iteration of Batman is such a, is such an interesting time capsule for me of, of like a very specific point in my life. So yeah, revisiting sure. it was, was a lot of fun and like, yeah, <clears throat> the Christmas vibes are throughout and there are some like plot points, like the tree lighting and, mm-hmm. and you know, you know exploding presents and stuff like that 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 you know it all it's all it's all very Christmassy throughout but but to your point like it does not have like a Christmas message yeah right um other than you know throwing your child in a river is bad <laughs> is that a Christmas message I don't know it feels uh, very biblical uh yeah I, a, lot, a lot of stuff like that happening in the bible so the penguin turning into a moses allegory wasn't wasn't what i think anybody expected from this movie but uh but there it is um man and it like like listen it's all the way through it's all the way through because he Mm. becomes he almost becomes mayor yeah right Uh, very much like moses being taken in by pharaoh and all of that sort of stuff but uh yeah yeah uh hard to see the penguin in this film as a hero not uh, Catwoman sure. easy, but listen, I you know what? It's amazing. We've gone, we've gone basically an hour at this point, <laughs> and haven't brought up the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer is smoking hot in this movie. Like, let's just <laughs> like, like the 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 Catwoman costume, absolutely iconic and and very like. I mean, like, listen, that was. I think for a lot of us, our, our first introduction into what BDSM uh, uh-huh. uh, culture looks like uh-huh. nowadays, but <laughs> but uh, but outside of the costume, even like like there are moments with her that she's got like that single strand of hair. It's so funny because <laughs> the it's, one girl, it's there. Yeah. It's there at the beginning when she's all like sort of like frumpy and 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 unsure of herself. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, but she like, she's constantly moving it and playing with it, like trying to get it out of her face. Yeah. And the fact that she just leaves it when she, like once she's Catwoman, she it's just it. there. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. Like she owns it. She's got that confidence. So all of a sudden this thing that is seen as a character defect at the beginning of the movie, when we were introduced to her is now like this thing that's like, it's so, it's so sexy that one strand of hair right i right. and that's like that is all i'm not just you know like talking about like like let's just objectify michelle pfeiffer i say all of this to say that like her performance of both of those characters is i mean like it's a it's it's on par with like christopher reeve as superman right mm-hmm. like the way that he transforms from clark kent into into superman um but famously in the one scene where he's where he's like considering telling lois that he's superman in the first movie where he's he's like he's standing all hunched over and then there's a moment where he like straightens up and takes off his glasses 
and you see him literally physically transform from Clark Kent into Superman right there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she does such similar things in this movie that, that I just, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to close out this episode without making sure that we noted that, that I think for me, I think this is the hottest that Michelle Pfeiffer has ever been on screen like i oh like, yeah she she took the character and ran with it i mean uh, all the other cat women's are fantastic <clears throat> but she she yeah. is the one that's cemented i mean she really does and it's just not just the way she talks and of course you know costume design did a great job you know her yeah. outfits ahead of time her hair's kept up so those unruly parts of herself she tucks yeah. back she's hiding away um and because she she's not able to accept or own herself or is trying to fit herself into these standards. You know, the crazy shoulder pads of, you know, late 80s, early 90s are all in the clothes. Yeah. But, um, you know, she's, she carries herself very diminutively and, and um, very stiff. And, you know, once she loses that bit, she lets herself go. She walks more loosely. She's letting the curls out. She's done cut it a little shorter um, rather than having it a little long. So to have it kept up, of course, is to imply that it's longer. And then she cuts it, which is a sign of like cutting loose all those constraints that you have. You can now be yourself and to express yourself more differently and openly and again, like you mentioned with the curl, you know, she's no longer pushing it out of her face. She is flaunting this new personality that is hers. She's not afraid to hide it. She doesn't know how she's controlling it, but she's not afraid to hide it. Even if she has, yeah. you know, more longing, like her, her dress attire as she's walking down the street when she talks to Bruce or at the party, you know, it's it's yeah. not she's not bearing a ton of skin per se but she no. is definitely wearing it in a more feminine way and i loved it too when i was watching it she had you know even though her apartment is like mostly made of steel beams and whatnot she has very <laughs> yeah. like thought of as feminine things so she has little tiny figurines you know in her closet is a pink shirt with kittens on it um yeah. and you know just of course, with the sewing kit and whatnot, but it, it's all these ideas of feminism. The the tape recorder or the um, voice message machine of talking about the yeah. perfume, right? Like she's she's yeah. wanting. She doesn't see herself as a feminine figure. She's getting. She collects these things that try and make her subconsciously feminine, and then she's getting these advertisements of "You're still not good enough." Um, here, try some perfume on. And to please these people that treat you like trash and toss you out a window. And she finds, you know, what that means to herself to be like the sexy cat. So even when she, her cat comes in and she's giving her milk and she's like, did you have fun on your sexual escapade to the cat, you know? Um, And so she embraces that self wearing not only, you know, just the pleather, but even outside of it and the way she dresses, she's suddenly much more comfortable with who she is. She just doesn't know how to fully control it. So, yeah, it was it was great to pick up on those little pieces that I hadn't before. Yeah. <clears throat> and I uh, and 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 to probably like you made the point earlier of, of Bruce, like completely disregarding shrek once once uh 
Selena walks in the room, right? And yeah. he's just like, he is instantly taken with her. And it's not, she is not in a sexualized outfit. She is not objectified in any way. <laughs> She's it, got bandages all over her. <laughs> Yeah, he literally is attracted to the confidence, right? Yeah, and um, and so like you just you buy it. It's it it is something that like watching it, I was like, I hadn't really remembered as much of the romance as there is in it, but the two of them together, um, they really are foils for one another, right? Like they're, yeah. they're mirrors. I thought it was and, beautiful. I remember the romance part as yeah. a kid, but it, I it registered as grown-ups being kissy but uh, you know now it was kind of like i can see why because you know he's bruce wayne he's got a confidence of i'm rich boy but for the most part it's very subdued whereas she's very much like i am opening myself and you can accept it or not i don't care and to an extent he is very drawn to that open openness that she has of a bit of i self-acceptance is an odd one to say but she is embracing herself and he's still and he even tells her on the couch you know like i i laid it out flat to vicky and she just couldn't reconcile that i'm these two different people living these two different lifestyles and she fully gets it like she doesn't say it outright but she's like well that doesn't scare me because she's going through her own process and he's drawn even more by it now you're not just a pretty face who's confident. You're someone who can understand me and possibly in its own level, help me process my own duality because you're going through it too. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think what, yeah, I think what's really interesting about it is that like, when you look at, at, at Vicky and then you look at, um, Oh, what's the character's name in the next one? Nicole Kidman's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's a psychiatrist. Uh, Yeah. They both have very, like, 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 let me take care of you sort of vibes to them, especially Nicole Kidman in in the next one. Like, like, there's, there's very much like a, there's some Oedipal stuff going on there with Batman of like, like I, I'm the, I'm the dark knight and, you know, but who kicks, who takes care of the dark knight and that's why he's attracted to her. Yeah. Um, but with Selena, and I think the reason why this has not only like it not only works in this movie, but it's turned into like the standard, like canonical pairing for Batman mm-hmm. is that Selena is his equal yeah. in every way that matters. Right. Yeah. She is uh, she like she's a, a powerful and and intelligent woman in her own right. But then she's also like, she wears the mask and she understands what that life is. So him talking about that duality and, and, uh, and Vicky not being able to, to, to get on board with it. And then her being this other option. It's like, you can see that, that I think like that Tim Burton was going somewhere with that, that that Mm -hmm. he was sort of stating that like, save for this one aspect, Batman is no different than the villains that he fights. Right. And I think, I think like, nowadays that's a very sort of like cliche whatever way to to talk about batman but i think in 1992 it was a it was a pretty fresh take yeah to 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 put him i mean like 1989 also does that where it's like joker is kind of like you and me are so different right Mm -hmm. um so like it's it is definitely you know uh, uh, it's there 
um, in that earlier stuff. But I think that this one just plays with it in, in exactly the right way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and is so expert. So yeah. Uh, see, we had, we had a little bit, we still had a little bit more to talk, but I knew there was something else. <laughs> I knew there was something else. Cool. Um, I think we did it though. I think we did it. I think we, Yay. I think we've made a case for it. I think that, I think that firmly establishes Batman returns in the lexicon of, of perfect Sweet. tense, but um awesome anything is there anything you want to you want to you want to plug any anywhere you want to push people um uh, not particularly if anybody wants to chat with me on twitter i am uh or whatever it's being called these days um yeah we I, just call it twitter it's yeah we just call it twitter <laughs> um that's our little bit of rebellion um yeah. i'm at 87 zoo lemons um and i'm on there an unhealthy amount and then uh <laughs> if you're into fan fiction uh i am on archive of our own uh under the author name danny marie uh, most of which is Raylo star wars content uh some elder scrolls online content and i'm currently still in the process of uh doing a novelized version of the playthrough for um star wars jedi survivor so yeah, yeah that's awesome uh awesome go check that stuff out uh thank you for being on the episode of course yeah and, yeah thanks uh, for asking i i'm excited I, I don't what are we gonna talk about next christmas uh <laughs> i don't know start start thinking start thinking about it now um awesome well that's it we did it another nerdy conversation in the books thanks for listening to Thunderquack perfect 10 if you found joy in today's discussion, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service and leave a rating and review. If you want to chat about today's episode, you can head over to our Discord at thunderquack.com slash Discord, and your comments might be used in a future episode. Um, I do. I have sort of like these plans that I'm going to do, that, that I want to do sort of like some more feedback-centric um, episodes. Um, and in the new year, it... it I had had the idea and then it, there was the strike and everything. So it was like, well, now's not really the right time to launch this and all that. But I think in the new year will be a good time and I'll start doing that. I'd like to do it. I'd like to get to a place where we can do it for every episode. But um, but but the we're just not well, I, we don't have enough feedback that that'll that'll carry through an entire episode at this point. But um, but but if we can get there, that would be awesome. But in any case, like uh, I've got I've got a few comments about about the last few episodes that I think that we can we can in January probably pull together like a full a full uh, uh, feedback episode with your guys's thoughts. So jump over on our discord. Our discord is also just a great place to hang out and have conversations with people. Um, that is like free from the rest of the internet and the toxicity and everything. Speaking of Twitter, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, thunderquack.com slash discord and uh, yeah. So ha- come hang out with us there, but uh, that's it. That's it for this one until next time. Remember it's not about the score. It's about the love. Stay geeky. Everyone. Thunderquack Perfect 10 is hosted by me, Michael Cohn. Follow us on Twitter at ThunderquackPod, on Instagram at ThunderquackPodcast, on Facebook at Thunderquack, and join us on Discord at Thunderquack.com slash Discord. Support the podcast by heading to Patreon.com slash Thunderquack to get early access, bonus episodes, and the Thunderquack Perfect 10 pop quiz. Thunderquack Perfect 10 is part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.